0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of Irate Financial, and I got a great episode for you today. Three really, really, really great questions. Honestly, trust me, you're going to want to listen. Really good stuff. First question is from Dean Ash of Chicago, and I actually just spoke with him a little while ago. Um, This is a great question, and I actually totally forgot about this. But if I have a non-recourse loan with my IRA via FHA, Federal Housing Administration, is it still subject to the UBTI, the Unrelated Business taxable Income Tax? So for all those who aren't aware what the UBTI is, it is a tax that is imposed generally when an IRA or 401k invests either in an active trader business through a pass-through entity, like a restaurant operates through an LLC, use margin by stock, or if you invest in real estate that has acquisition indebtedness with an IRA. There is an exemption under 514C9 if a 401K uses a loan to buy real estate. Now, when I say loan, it must be a non-recourse loan, which is a loan you do not personally guarantee because Internal Revenue Code Section 4975 does not allow you to personally guarantee a loan. So that's why the loan must be non-recourse, which means the only recourse a lender has if there is a non-payment issue is to take back the asset. They can know they cannot sue you personally because there is no personal guarantee. So this question's about the an FHA loan, Federal Housing Authority and Administration, excuse me, loan. And I actually used to kind of talked to him and I was like initially I thought, yeah, you're probably gonna get hit with UBTI. But I said, you know what, give me a minute um, because I remember reading something and writing a blog, which he actually found for me in 2018. And he's like, I think you made this point. You're the only one out there on, online that said that there's an exception uh, for federal housing administration loans. I was like, really? God, I barely remember what I had for breakfast, let alone what I wrote three years ago. So give me a sec. And we went uh, and looked at 514, pulled out the tax code. And we went through it and sure enough, there is an exemption under 514 um, C6A C6A I little one. It says an obligation to the extent that is insured by the Federal Housing Administration to finance the purchase, rehabilitation, or construction of housing for low and moderate income persons. That is not deemed acquisition and deadness, meaning it is not subject to the unrelated business taxable income rules because it is not deemed as acquisition indebtedness, which you need to trigger a UBTI or UDFI situation. So without the acquisition indebtedness, there cannot be any UBTI, right? So if you look at the definition of debt finance property, it says debt finance property means any property which is held to produce income and with respect to which there is an acquisition indebtedness. So if there's no acquisition, then this you have no UBTI, which um, I totally forgot about. So great question. Dean Ash of Chicago, thank you for reminding me. Federal Housing Administration loan is exempted from the UBTI tax. Second question from YouTube and it says, can I move my XRP from another IRA custodian to IRA financial? Another great question, which I literally can do a separate, and I may, I'm probably gonna do a separate uh, podcast slash video on this, because. We get a lot of questions and a lot of people that want to move um, XRP, which is essentially Ripple, uh, from another IRA custodian because their fees are so high to IRA financial, which has no um, annual valuation fees. A lot of our competitors, a lot of other IRA custodians, even though they are not exchanges, charge a 1% plus holding slash custody valuation on top of any fees. and, And we do not do that. So the question is, can they move their XRP, which is generally owned in an LLC, to IRA financial? And the question is yes. The answer, I should say, is yes. We have um, procedures that can do that. Essentially, allows for the in-kind transfer of the XRP from um, the other IRA custodian to IRA financial through um, the LLC. And, and the process is actually you know, quite easy. We'll, we'll assist you with it. But once you have the LLC, you submit the transfer request to, to your current custodian. You'll provide um, our financial with the LLC wallet address and a copy and paste format for us so we can provide the transfer custodian. The transfer team will send the wallet the, via email to the custodian. The co- custodian will transfer the XRP to the LLC wallet. And then the client will need to provide statement screenshots from the custodian, showing that the XRP was transferred, in fact, with the value and image to the client account. When the complete change of ownership form, the client will then complete a change of ownership form. The client will then sign and complete the in-kind exchange form. And then the client will just provide a screenshot showing the XRP was received in the LLC wallet. And then at that point, we'll do an in-kind transfer of the IRA LLC. So at this point, at that point, the XRP was moved from the custodian to uh, the LLC IRA that was controlled by the custodian to IRA financial. to another wallet that we control through um, the IRA um, that we custody. So we'll help you through this. We've done it hundreds of times. Um, We have a whole process uh, in place. So do not worry, we will help you take care of everything. Um, And it's super easy to do. So uh, I thought that was another good question. There are, as I mentioned, there are some companies that aren't able to service New York clients. Um, We're able to handle those accounts because Gemini has a New York state trust uh, where some of these other companies are intermediaries and uh, don't aren't regulated to handle cryptocurrency trading. Uh, And then other folks just don't want to pay the high fees associated with that IRA custodian who's nailing him with with them one, 2% annual fee for, for no reason. So we can assist you moving, making that switch and we have flat annual fees with no transaction fees or asset valuation fees. So good stuff. Third question is from Facebook. Can I hold American Eagle coins in my IRA at home? So the short answer is no. (laughs) A 408M says the bullion coins, American Eagle gold, must be held in the physical possession of a U.S. trustee, which is like a depository. There are some questions about safe deposit box. Um, I would suggest not um, doing that. Um, I would suggest holding it at a depository um, just too risky. And there's actually a, a case that just was released, um, November 19th, actually, um, that dealt with this and it's, you can check it out. I'm actually going to do a podcast on this. It's Andrew McNulty and Donna McNulty versus commissioner IRS. And, um, this was decided actually on November 18, 2021. It was decided against the taxpayers and it was a horrible fact pattern. I mean, these guys set up a checkbook IRA. Thankfully, they did not use IRA financial. They used another custodian. Uh, we would never have told them to do this. Um, and they held the coins at home. So it was a clear lose-lose. They had no chance. I mean, if they held it maybe at a safe deposit box, uh, maybe they had a chance. They could argue um, physical possession. They'd satisfy. Although the one um, interesting aspect of this case is that the IRS basically said that you would just have too much control over the asset. Even though 408M talks about physical possession, the word control does not pop up anywhere in 408M of the Internal Revenue Code, which talks about the ways to uh, hold uh, precious metals or uh, IRS approved coins. The word control does not come in, but the IRS is focused on sole control. And they felt that there was um, control over the coins and thus became a taxable distribution. So if it was in a safe deposit box, I guess they can argue there'd be constructive control because they would have the key, even though it's still physically in the possession of the bank. So again, I would not suggest using a safe deposit box. I think if the IRS audits that, um, I think you'd have trouble arguing that you do not have control, even though again, 408M does not mention control. But there is some uh, case law um, that suggests that if you have unfettered control uh, or command over the assets, Um, There could potentially be a tax consequence. So, this is a good case that just kind of bangs home the fact that you need to hold gold or approved bullion coins at a depository. Anyone that says you can hold it at home, uh, and again, we've all heard those commercials on radio and seen them on TV, and it always bothered the heck out of me. Why? Because there's just flat out lies. I mean, I just couldn't believe that they were able to get those ads approved by the station, uh, radio, or TV because. It's literally a lie, right? It's like saying, you don't need to follow a tax return. Come come to my tax preparation service and I'll make sure you never have to follow a return. Total rubbish. Same with this, it directly violates 408M of the tax code. But nevertheless, those commercials ran for many, many, many years. Um, our industry fought hard against them because they were wrong. They went against the tax code and the intent of the code. And we've always taken the position, hold your coins, hold uh, your medals, approved, of course, at a depository. It's safe. It's insured. Yeah, there are a few more costs, but that's what the IRS requires. Um, So this case, uh, and I'll do a podcast on it. It's McNulty v. Commissioner, uh, 1377-19, 167 tax court number 10. You can Google it. It's probably going to be around. Some interesting facts uh, in it. Um, You know, they, they basically are focused on control and they don't want the taxpayer to have total control over the IRA assets. They're okay if you handle stock certificates, title to real estate, but they don't want you actually holding the the asset. Um, and and that's kind of what um, led them to their decision. Although clearly 408M was violated. There are some people in our industry that believe that the physical possession does not apply to coins, which I again, fought against over the last five, six years. I disagree with that then, and and the IRS clearly uh, disagrees with that now. And they actually had a portion of of their um, uh, opinion uh, was focused on the fact that no, uh, coins need to be held uh, in physical possession. There's not a separate carve out um, for, for coins. Because if you read 408M, it mentions physical possession only after talking about bullion. And then underneath it, there's a specific section on coins, which doesn't have that physical possession requirement, or at least seemingly attached to it. But the intent was that the physical possession would apply to all approved bullion um, and coins, which uh, I think more more reasonable people in the field uh, agreed. Um, So, that's it. So I, I again, use a depository. They're safe, secure. Don't hold them at home. I would not suggest holding them in a safe deposit box because, again, based off this case, they seem to have now some support to argue that you have control over the coins, thus you uh, committed a taxable distribution. So if it's in a depository, you have no control, right? Clearly it's yours, but they're not in your pocket, right? You can't just go to the bank, open the box and, and put them in your pocket and go you still have to go through the depository, which would send them to the IRA custodian. So they wanna see the chain of, of ownership. They don't want you to go IRA to your pocket or IRA to you without going um, through uh, an intermediate that actually holds the physical asset, whether it's you know, stocks or, or, or metals. So um, great question uh, from Facebook and, and t- timely because this uh, case just came out November uh, 18th, which again, look out for my podcast. It will probably drop kind of the same time. If you're uh, listening to this live, or at least when it drops, um, the podcast will be up. If not, if you're listening to this you know later on in 2021 or 2022 and beyond, just check out the podcast on holding gold coins at home and um, there'll be more in-depth review of that case. So thank you again for uh, anyone who submitted those questions. Really appreciate it. Um, If you have questions, you can submit them to info at Ari Financial, just uh, add mail or ask Adam. Uh, I also do a live YouTube session each week, generally every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. So if you have questions, you can always uh, get me there um, or just hit us up on social media. Appreciate you guys listening, spending some time with me today and have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Happy Holidays.